invite you to the Old Testament of Psalms 137, verses 1 through 6. Psalms 137, verses 1 through 6. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hung our hearts upon the willows in the midst of it. For there are those who carried us away captive, ask of us a song. And those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Oh, my God. If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. And I would like to use as a subject today, don't stop singing. Don't stop singing by the rivers of Babylon. We are on the eve of remembering one of the most profound, profound movements of our time that started with the brutality of George Floyd. And we are here now near the anniversary that caused a movement, but God was in it. In the U.S. news and current events several months ago, Pastor and Senator Reverend Raphael Wernock delivered a sermon on the death of George Floyd, the George Floyd protest and Black Lives Matter protest, and on the pandemic of racism that has infested our nation for centuries. And in light of growing movement against police brutality and police racism and systemic racism and the efforts to erase our history from the educational system. The civil rights movement is once again looking to leaders of faith to teach and heal the nation. Reverend Warnock stated, it takes a toll on the collective psyche of the nation to see black lives hunted down and killed like wild prey on American streets. He says some communities get so demoralized that their people may get in a sort of emptiness that says, well, what do I have to lose after all? He said, I don't know what other politicians mean when they speak about the soul of America, but that's what I'm talking about. The spiritual health that enables you to keep fighting for the best, even in the midst of the worst. Toward the end of that video, Pastor Wernock addresses his congregation on the subject of the pandemic. He said, we've never seen anything like this. 
a new threat which now exists alongside all the old ones. But still, Senator Wardnock and Pastor concludes, we shall, we shall, Pastor, overcome someday. So this morning, I would like to address this congregation and listen to the audience on the subject, don't stop singing. See, these Jews find themselves in unfamiliar territory. They were depressed, dismayed, and dysfunctional. And life has a way of carrying us to our Babylons. Even in Babylon, there is something that we must do. Keep singing. We gotta keep singing. With your best, even in the midst of the worst. Keep singing. The words of our text are the words of a nation of people who have been vanquished by the armies of the Babylonian Empire. Their beloved and holy city, Jerusalem, has been sacked and set aflame. The beautiful temple that was built by King Solomon has been desecrated and left in ruins. And now the once proud nation of Israel has been placed in chains and marched away as slaves into a strange and foreign land. The very people who were known throughout the world for their beautiful songs of worship to the God of their salvation have been reduced to listening to the taunts and the ridicules of their captors. The Babylonians had listened carefully to Israel's songs of praise as they studied their enemy. They listened as the Israelites sang one of the Psalms of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies, and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. And though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me. Ah, in this will, I will be comforted. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temper. They listened, and they remembered. And in the celebration of their great victory over Israel, these captors mocked the people of God with a cruel request. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. And the people of God replied with a question, a question that I believe was directed more to themselves than to their enemies. How shall we sing the Lord's song? Come on, somebody. In a strange land. Pastor Wood, this sad account of the people of God finds them at one of the lowest points in their rich history. And I would like to suggest to you that there's a message of hope hidden in this text and a challenge to keep on holding on. The psalmist said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our hops upon the willows in the midst thereof, for there they carried us away captive required of us a song. The psalmist records the question, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Babylon was a strange land. Come on, somebody. Ah, oh, and sometimes we wake up in America and wonder if it's a strange land. The word Babel, which is the root of Babylon, means confusion. The Jews find themselves in unfamiliar territory. They were depressed and dismayed and dysfunctional. Life has a way of carrying us to Babylon. Even in your Babylon church, there are some things we must not do. Don't quit and don't stop singing. 
Let me share with you briefly three reasons why we can't stop singing and I'll be out of your way. Number one, the first reason why you can't stop singing is your gift of service is for the benefit of others. Your gift of singing is for the benefits of others. First of all, I need you to hear me when I say don't stop singing. In verse 2 it reads, we hanged our hops upon the willows in the midst they are. See, the words of the psalmist create for us a visual image of weeping saints, weeping saints, sitting at the edge of the river in the midst of weeping willow trees. Their heads were hung in shame and defeat. And he says, there they hung their hops. It was there at the river's edge among the willows in a mood of spiritual dejection and defiance that they decided to hang up their instruments of music and worship. Two things caught my attention in this text, and they both speak of a future hope. These prisoners brought their hops with them on their march into captivity. So somewhere in the back of their minds, uh, Lady Wood, even though their city and their homes had been destroyed, even though they were now in chains being led away in a strange land, they remained hopeful that the time would come when they would be able to play the Lord's songs. Once more, even in times of sorrow and mourning, God will give you a ray of hope. And number two is even though their enemy verbally assaulted and insulted them daily, they did not destroy their hearts or throw them away. They hung them up. Again, somewhere in the back of our minds, there was a flick of hope that there would come a time that they would be able to pick up their hearts and play the Lord's songs once again. And, and I don't know about you, church, but as we grow older, sometimes we feel tired and less useful. Our voice may not be as clear as it once was. Our health may be declining. Where, where, where you have done your part and no one appreciates you, just quit. This is what the back, the back of the enemy tells you. But the more we fight injustice, the more we fight for our rights, the more our enemies want us to give up. But I stopped by to tell somebody this morning, especially our young people, our ancestor did not give up. That's why James Weldon Johnson picked up his pen and began to write, lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound sound as a rolling sea. And then he said, sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us, facing the rising sun of the new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. New Providence, sometimes a church congregation goes through changes. And uh, your initial reaction is to pack up and quit. But don't do it. As they say on Mardia, don't do it. See, these Israelites may have hung up their hops in the willow trees, but they never intended to stop praying and singing. Their hops may have been silent for a season, but they left the door open for a time when they will be able to make music again in the service of the Lord. Thank God, my sisters and brothers, that the church did not give up in this pandemic. We kept on singing. We kept on praying. We kept on teaching. And we kept on preaching because we believe that somehow, some way, we're going to make it to the other side. United. Hand in hand, we're going to make it. And I know we will. The second reason 
we can't stop singing. Your song is a testimony for others to hear. In verse 4, we hear the words of the singers. They ask a question, both of their captors and themselves. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? The request of their captors was as unreasonable as it was insulting. How could they who had had reduced them to slavery and dragged them in chains from their homeland, so beautiful and privileged, expect them to sing one of the sacred songs of the Lord to please them? The Babylonians were enemies of both Israel and their God. How could the Babylonians expect laughter and entertainment from people in a state of poverty and oppression? The songs required of the singers were songs that were appointed by God. These songs were to be sung in God's honor and in his service. These songs were not Israel's songs. They were the Lord's songs. And so, but while they refused to sing in a strange land and for the entertainment of an unworthy audience, they did not declare that they would never sing again. Notice that in scripture. They never said they wouldn't sing again. For the child of God, our songs are testimonies of praise to God and a witness to others. Our songs are verbal expressions of our joy and connectedness to God. When you sing the Lord's song, those around you are offered a glimpse into the relationship, the love affair, if you will, between us and our God. Our songs express the, the, the praise to God, our witness to others, and our hope for a future. Even during oppression and trials, we have a choice. Come on, somebody, to sing God's songs. Trouble may knock at the door, but we will still have a choice in the matter. We cannot choose our circumstances, but we can choose our responses. We can always sing the Lord's song. As soon as trouble comes, we can expect our enemy to taunt us with questions. What is your God now? What happened to your songs of praise? People of God, all you got to do is throw your shoulders back. <laughs> Open up your mouth. And sing, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. Oh, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me. But I didn't stop right then. I sing because I'm happy. Come on, somebody. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know, I know, I know that he watches over me. Sing and don't stop singing. Israel stopped singing because their joy had been destroyed. They could not sing because they were out of their element in a strange land. They were captives in a strange land. Paralyzing, they were paralyzed both by the hand and the mouth. The musicians could not play and the singers could not sing. But Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, reminds us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Singing stirs up the joy that's in you, the Lord's joy. So during this virus, this, this racial and political pandemic, don't quit, don't throw in the towel, and don't stop singing. Our children need hope. And let me say that again. Our children need hope. Our family needs hope. Our community needs hope. And you can't stop now, because somebody right now is lying on their bed of affliction. They need hope. Somebody's lost and can't find their way. They need hope. 
Somebody's still grieving for the loss of a loved one. Some mother, some father, some husband, a wife, some son, a daughter, sister, brother. You can't stop now. Somebody needs to hear the Lord's song in their midnight hour. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Can I get some help in here? Don't stop singing. And so the third and final reason is we do it all for God's glory. We sing for God's glory. In verses 5 and 6, we hear the resolve of the Israelites. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget thou conning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. See, these praise singers declared that even though the harp was hanging and their voice silent, they had not forgotten how to pray, how to sing and serve God. And even though Jerusalem lay in ruins, they would not forget their joys and the glory. If they did not forget, or even if they played for the heathens, then they said, let me lose my skill in the use of my harp. Minister Lucas, I believe that if only Israel had been devoted to God before all this happened. Am I talking to somebody? Speak a word, Lord. If only Israel had been devoted to the Lord, come on somebody, before all this happened, uh, uh, can I get some help in here? Speak, Lord. If only Israel had been faithful <laughs> and remembered God before all this happened. But amid that calamity and suffering, Israel had the presence of the mind to remember. They remembered and they vowed never to forget Jerusalem. So regardless of your circumstances, don't forget why you sing. Why, why do you sing? For the Lord. <laughs> it was good that they vowed to remember. See, see yet they, they seem to have forgotten God, but they, they have forgotten the one who had brought them through the Red Sea. As Pastor Wood preaches about on Sundays, they forget the one who brought them out of the wilderness into the promised land. And presently here they were in captivity because they refused to remember their covenant relationship with God or their fathers. Have we forgotten? Have we forgotten the God who bound us? Come on, somebody. Into this very present moment. Sisters and brothers praying and singing and working for the church. It's a good thing. Doing the work of the church is a good thing. But never forget why we do what we do. Yes, yes. See, see, this pandemic will pass. And we again will be in our church building celebrating homecomings, celebrating anniversaries, dressed in our beautiful outfits. But don't forget why we serve. Don't forget why we sing and for whom we work. Always remember, we serve a risen Savior who has promised that he's coming back again. And I trust we are not serving and singing just to be serving and singing. I trust that you are called to your assignment. I hope you cannot help but work, sing, and serve. I hope you sing because you have to sing. Why? Because in John 14, verses 2 and 3, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. <laughs> if it were not so, I would not have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, 
there you may be also. Don't forget, church, about your Savior and what he's accomplished on the cross at Calvary. Through it all, remember, he died a sacrificial death to cleanse us from our sins and redeem us to himself. We must never forget, since our Savior has already conquered and defeated the enemy, that we have victory in Jesus. We must not allow this pandemic, economic challenges, trials of today, nor troubles of tomorrow, to steal our song. We must not let the threat of the ballot box and the voting booth steal our song. Don't hang up your hearts, but keep on singing. Keep on singing. Why, Mary Hagin? Well, as I get ready to go to my seat, I'll tell you why. You gotta keep on singing. Oh, yes, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. In other words, God sent his son down for only two generations. Ah, oh, he stepped out of eternity into time. God on heaven's elevator. At the bottom floor was a virgin named Mary. Ah, real in Nazareth, baptized in the Jordan, tempted in the wilderness, betrayed by one of his own, led of a mountain called Calvary, nailed to an old rugged cross, died on that cross for your sins and my sins. He died. I say he died to the sun refused to shine. He died to the earth rocked and reeled. He died and left a Roman soldier saying, I surely this man must be the son of God. He died. I heard he died. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. But I'm glad that that's not the end of the story. How do you know, Murray Hay? Because early, early, one Sunday morning, before the barnyard rooster crowed, ah, and the morning dew fell on the grass, he got up. He got up. He got up with all power in his hand. So, sisters and brothers, don't stop. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop singing. For if you hold on just a little while longer, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling that everything, 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 everything is going to be all right, Pastor. It's going to be all right. It's going to be. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.